art, dance, expression, all of these different forms of creativity and expression can be almost healing. They can capture emotions, feelings, trauma, all of that in a way that you may not have the words for. You might not be able to describe it or express it in any other way than being able to paint, like draw it down, paint it, uh, put it in movement, things like that. Full Circle is a podcast with stories from and about the communities of BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color who live, work, and play on the unsurrendered territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik peoples. This land, now referred to as Victoria, British Columbia. Welcome to Season 3 of Full Circle. This is Episode 1, The Pulse Zine, Art as a Tool for Decolonization. The Pulse Zine was released by the Students of Color Collective in April 2021 as a digitalized zine turned into a podcast series. This episode of Full Circle highlights the conversations on why representation of BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and people of color artists is important and how colonialism continues to impact how art is valued. Creating art can feel like a form of therapy and has the potential to transform the energy of trauma. That itch to create can come from a deeper place with a much larger sense of purpose. Folakemi and Carissa speak about their perspectives on the healing power of art. I think art just encompassed my life in general, and it's always been a source of therapy for me. My name is Carissa Chandrakate. I go by the pronouns she and her. Um, I am an Indo-Caribbean first-generation immigrant. I was born on the island of Trinidad and Tobago, which is in the Caribbean. I feel like I always need to say that because people don't know where uh, Trinidad is. Um, I moved to Canada when I was 10 years old, and I'm currently, I've been residing in Toronto ever since, and I currently reside on Lekwungen Territory, otherwise known as Victoria, BC, and I've been here for two years now. My name is Fola Kemi Olurde. I typically go by Fola or just Fo. Um, I go by the pronouns she, her. Um, I am originally Nigerian, uh, and that's where I credit most of my culture from, but I also grew up in a small town in Saudi Arabia. There's all of these added emotions and feelings and events and moments that haven't necessarily been taught to us, right? Especially if you grew up in a predominantly white-influenced or predominantly white institution where you are constantly being taught of an experience that not that won't necessarily reflect your own that when the ways that you've been taught to express yourself don't necessarily match up with the ways that you feel that creative means are super important they're so very important important to expressing those ideas i know that i have a deep history a deep spirituality a deep culture and many deep and thought-provoking stories to share. Um, you know, I live in a unique world being Indo-Caribbean. I have this Indian identity. 
but I also have this Caribbean identity, which is heavily shaped by Black, Indian, Spanish, Indigenous, and other cultures. And that in itself is art. You know, like my existence itself is art. Art, dance, expression, all of these different forms of creativity and expression can be almost healing. They can capture emotions, feelings, trauma, all of that in a way that you may not have the words for. You might not be able to describe it or express it in any other way than being able to paint, like draw it down, paint it, uh, put it in movement, things like that. Existing as a BIPOC individual in a white dominated society is art. There's also the art of transmuting experiences and deprogramming colonialism. Colonialism has created so many barriers for BIPOC artists, and one of those barriers is access to financial resources. Fola Kemi and Carissa continue to discuss their thoughts on the barriers that BIPOC artists face. Art is something that transcends time and exists in all communities that I belong to. My ancestors, as did all of our ancestors, I'm sure, used art as a way to tell stories and uphold moral values and for spiritual awakening. And I think it's still used this way to this day by some communities. And these are the values and ideals that I try to uphold in my art as well. Access and encouragement. I think would be the two biggest barriers for someone who wants to get into creating art. Um, Personally, even though I was able to pursue creating things as a kid, it was always kind of as like a side or background thing where I was always encouraged to focus on learning my multiplication instead of like creating something new. Um, So being able to both have the space to create as well as have the encouragement to do what feels right to you. White artists taking our culture and making it into art and selling it back to people, you know, selling it back to us, that's definitely a barrier that needs to be addressed. People rather buy it from a white person than they would a brown person, you know. Um, like even for me, I've seen people make art from like Trinidad that are white. Like they make like moko jumbies and like all kinds of stuff for my country and they sell it back to people. And, you know, if it was a Trinidadian person making that, like, no, like people wouldn't buy it from them as much. So it's just hard for people of color to, to thrive in as an artist and it pays so badly. Like it's really a privilege to be a paid artist and it's something only available to white people or people who are well off, like I mentioned before and black indigenous and POC people can't afford to live with such low wages. And I think that needs to be addressed first and foremost. And I think society as a whole also needs to decolonize and understand the value of art because people think that they could skimp on paying artists And they see it as not a worthy investment when really prior to colonialism and capitalism, our ancestors were making art all the time and they were singing songs and making music. So yeah, like society just needs to decolonize. 
Acknowledging that institutions are programmed with values of colonialism is important to addressing the impacts of anti-Black racism and other systems of oppression that exist within institutions. These are just some of the barriers that exist for BIPOC artists. It can be difficult to envision being part of an industry when you don't see yourself reflected within it. Folikemi continues the conversation on what barriers need to change within the arts industry to empower BIPOC artists. Cameron also joins our conversation. Because I didn't necessarily grow up in like a developed country at the time where all of the princesses I were exposed to were white. And I remember thinking of this idea that princesses could only be white. They could only be like people who did not look like me. And so when I enter any space, I think of how important it is for someone who looks like me to see me doing what I do. And this extends past just art for me, especially because I'm a Black woman in STEM. Uh, It's something I'm constantly faced with every day where A lot of the people who you're taught about doing great things don't reflect you. And so by connection, correlation, you start to feel like you can't do it because it hasn't been done by someone who looks like you. And it's unfortunate that there isn't as much representation in art in a lot of spaces where someone younger than me, say like a seven-year-old who wants to, I don't know, paint for the first time. And they look up like famous painters on Google and they don't see anyone that looks like them. I think that in that sense, representation is just absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Hi, I'm Cameron Chu and I use she and they pronouns. There's so many barriers um, from before even like the audition and there's so much that needs to be done to make that aspect accessible. And then even once you get into the institution, there's so much, there's so much of the institution dictating what your race is to you and that needs to be stopped. And I feel like what's going to help with that is people finally listening and giving up some of their power in order for the barriers to be addressed. Within educational institutions or academia, there's a lack of representation of BIPOC individuals. Cameron shares her thoughts on how institutions dictate what race means through the eyes of the institution. Navjot is welcome to the podcast to share her thoughts and experiences on how colonization restricts how art is valued. I was in a class, um, an acting cohort of 20 people, and I was one of only three people of color in that group. And that's something that was never addressed throughout our entire program. And the resources that me and other people needed in order 
to be able to thrive in that program weren't offered to us and a lot of stuff has come out like in the past year of other things that have been very wrong about that. My name is Navjot and I identify as a Punjabi woman and I use she her pronouns. From my experience of academia is that it's very um, focused on European or Euro-Canadian or Euro-American forms of knowledge and sees the world through that lens. And so I think with any anything, especially with something like art that is so without bound, like without boundless is so boundless, I'm trying to say. Um, having having those restrictions or someone telling you that this is the way that you should look at it, um, I, fi- I feel a personal resistance to that, even though I know lots of good things can come out of it and lots of opportunities can come there. Um, I, I would prefer, my preference is towards having zero restrictions and really letting my internal self guide my art creation rather than... Um, you know, an institution that is obviously influenced by so many things, um, so many structures around capitalism and colonialism. A lot of my professors, like in acting school, and we only had like white professors, they, they would tell me that like, because I'm biracial for roles, I'll probably only, um, I probably like will never be enough of one thing or the other and I felt like so limited like in my acting because of that um and I feel like exploring like that dichotomy that exists is something that's really influenced especially my writing and that's something that I've really been able to extrapolate on into writing especially when I felt so frustrated in my acting work and not being able to be enough of anything in my acting. My whole life, I think, has been really driven by this need for justice. And I reached a point and I think I pursued it in my professional life and I'm currently studying law um, and kind of reached this conclusion that that's not really the way but my way of pursuing justice now is through art and it's more than just that it's also it's so healing it's um and it's i really see it as a way of choosing life over death to exist as a bipoc individual in a white dominated society can feel like an alienating experience that is focused on survival instead of thriving Art is a powerful tool that can be used to anchor new realities and inspire the changes that are needed. Art transcends boundaries and can connect with individuals around the world. Jasmine shares her thoughts on why she creates art that represents her community. Navjot discusses the importance of co-creating the representation that is needed in the world. Okay, um, my name is Jasmine. Jasmine Blendman. Um, <laughs> I'm a, well, I say a graphic designer by day and illustrator by night, but overall just an artist. Instagram is like definitely my biggest um, platform and focus. 
at the at current um at least in, for my illustration um i don't find that there's a lot of representation even uh that's actually one of the decisions i've made as to you know try and include more black people in my art i draw mainly black people and it's not because i don't want to draw any other race it's just because um I don't see many online, like only if you follow specifically a black artist, um, they include um, people of color or darker colors, um, darker skin tones. And um, I even do find that uh, there isn't much representation for like South Asians and um, other Caribbean people and indigenous people as well, I find that there isn't as much as much as I would like. Well, thinking about the South Asian community and specifically the Punjabi community, I think that we have a lot of pressures within that community to be um, to be kind of like the model minority kind of thing to that we should be really grateful that we are here and that we shouldn't push any buttons um, and really kind of fall in line with what the colonial society here wants from us. And I think art is a really important and crucial way that we are able to challenge that and push back on that and imagine, um, yeah, imagining new ways that society can exist and transforming, you know, having having transfer, tra- transformative change into a world that is actually just and is fair towards all people. So it's it's important in in the South Asian community, particularly in that way, and especially because it's I don't encounter a lot of South Asian artists, and I think that that is an issue. And um, I also want to encourage other South Asian artists to um, to come out with their art and um, and share it publicly. I think it's important to create art that reflects my community, um, especially being from the Afro Caribbean or West Indian community. I. I want to have more representation for that specific group of people because, you know, we're, we're not, there's not a lot of us, realistically, if you look, <laughs> if you, if you think about it, even ge- geographically, like there's not a lot of um, West Indians. Um, but I, I would want that. I, I, I would create art for us, you know, because I want, I want us to feel seen and represented and I, I would want, I want like a child to look at it and be like, hey, she looks like me or her hair looks like cotton candy and so does mine, you know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't, um, I don't want it to just be oh it's a girl so the girl is you know me and I want it to be like oh my gosh mom look at her hand her hand looks like mine it's two-toned you know or I want that her braids look just like how I got mine done last week you know I I I want I think it's important to create that um, because seeing yourself in like media and art 
it is it's lovely because it's some it's someone else's reflection of the world and if you can see yourself in someone else's reflection of the world and and normally it's beautiful i think that is very important you know living with um chronic pain and and being new neurodivergent those are two kind of parts of disability that are not really visible and and so i think in in that kind of space in my world and in, in that community it's also so important because having um having a disability or or having something that can't might not be cured or or makes um makes us look defective in the eyes of capitalism and makes um our bodies kind of not have any value in the capitalist world and so i think the art world is also a space where i've been able to um remember like remember that i have value that i am valuable as a person and i i have important things to create so i think in in both of those spheres in my life it's been really important for me to embrace um my creative self and um put that out there artists of color have a certain set of expectations for what they are allowed to be creating you can be political but not too political push the boundaries but don't make everyone too uncomfortable create your art but stay inside of this box. Jasmine, Navjot, and Fulakemi share their thoughts on expectations for our BIPOC artists. The standards of being an artist of color are different than just being an artist alone. You're, you're, you can see your color first unless they see your art first. And I feel, I feel like sometimes they expect certain things um and if not you don't thrive so i feel like you have to know your audience and know what they want in order to thrive i feel like especially for people of color in um in the non poc spaces there's this extra societal pressure where to overcome the barriers that are already in place the obstacles that you're going to have to you have to be exceptional but that's not necessarily true I think you can be perfectly content within yourself and not be society's definition of exceptional and be perfectly happy Um, I think that you're expected as a person of color who is an artist to create political um, art all the time. And some days I don't want to create political art all the time. Um, I just want to make a really pretty lady or I want to make a fairy or can I draw a puppy, you know? Like, <laughs> I think that there is a different standard for artists of color, and that's how you grow as an artist. Don't get me wrong, I love showing my activism in my art, but I think that being an artist of 
color and um, especially a black artist, I think there's a lot of pressure from the art community and the black art community um, to show your activism through your art. BIPOC artists are changing the arts industry by creating the representation that they want to see. Art has always been a powerful healing tool, and BIPOC communities have always had a deep relationship with how art is valued. Art can also be a powerful tool to validate experiences in the world. Art can allow for us to feel emotions that we may not have the ability to communicate. Jasmine and Fulakemi speak about the importance of advocating for mental health. One of the most important personal values that I've been working on is understanding and supporting my own mental health, especially growing up being around people who were in my culture and also in other cultures. Talking about mental health isn't necessarily something that's encouraged, it's not necessarily something that's believed. And so for me personally, I value my own feelings and I try to make sure that I understand that I'm valid in the way that I'm feeling and that Mm -hmm. it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for help, things like that. Because I haven't necessarily been told that my entire life. I haven't necessarily been brought up in the ideas that Mm -hmm. depression is real, anxiety is real, things like that. And so in my personal belief of understanding that, understanding that as a person of color, I'm not necessarily going to be taken as seriously, especially in that department. And validating my own experiences and being able to kind of capture that. So a lot of my artwork focuses on feelings and emotions rather than like concepts or like pictures, I would say. The acceptance of the problems that we have with health and growing from our issues and dealing with them and letting people know that you don't have to hide it and mental health issues are actually more common than we realize. It's just they, they've been kind of pushed to a side, I find, in uh, past years. But I definitely think now is more of, it's more accepted and recognized as a problem to be fixed, you know? From creating the physical presence of more BIPOC artists to showcasing the value systems that BIPOC artists hold, representation matters. Art can connect communities in ways that verbal discussions cannot. Resisting the colonial narrative by creating the changes needed is an act of decolonization. I hope this episode inspires you to create. Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle. It was produced by Melanie Lum, with the support of Coco Nielsen and Glenn Swarnot-Hipathy. Thank you to my guests on the show today, Jasmine Blenman, Cameron Chu, Fulakemi Olorode, 
Navjot Jassar, and Karisha Chandrakate. I also wanted to do a special thank you to Ruth Nakalayawa, Nea Saxena, and Foon Arobasoyu from the Students of Color Collective at the University of Victoria. To listen to the full interviews with any of the artists that were guests on today's podcast, plus many more who were also part of the Pulse Zine audio project, please check out SOCCollective.com. Looking for a beverage that will give you a boost? Try Unity Jun. Similar to kombucha, Jun is probiotic and made with green tea and honey. It has different delicious flavors like ginger, lemon, and chai. Made with organic herbs and island honey, Unity Jun is brewed in downtown Victoria. To order, just go to unitygen.com.